everybody. This is Diane, Dose of Unity. Capriana. And then this is Javon. Javon. So we are super excited um, today to be talking to Javon. Um, gosh, you, you know, it's just been a wild ride getting to know you and your work and your mission, your passions. And so we're just really excited to talk a little bit more with Javon today and um, just to have all of you hear what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I am fangirling over here because this woman is an absolute powerhouse. Like, truly, we could not be more proud of the work that you do um, in our community. It's so unique, it's so different, and it's so needed. So, so needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, let's jump in. I'm just going to start by asking some questions. <laughs> um, so what I would like to know is um, if you can share, Javon, a little bit about um, about you and like what you're doing specifically to help stop the cycle of generational trauma in the black community. Okay. Well, let's, in order for me to really get to where I'm at, to where I am today, is I have to start from the roots of my life mm -hmm. back in Chicago. Um, and so I have really, really had a really, really um, horrible experiences growing up in Chicago with bad experiences brought bad behavior, okay? And those behaviors just became normalized. Had a great mother and father, um, so let's be clear. They did a great job with raising their eight babies. Um, but what my mother did is taught us what she knew. And what she knew is to survive being poor. So she taught us how to be poor. Mm -hmm. She didn't teach us how to necessarily get out there and thrive and become more than what she became, even though she was awesome. Because yeah. let's be clear, my mother is the second, the second coming to me. I love her. But as I began to look deep, 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 deep in the psychological damages in the community, in the black community, when I became a little older, like this is so much is happening here. And it's so complex and this happens every day. It's no wonder why the kids have recreated trauma because that's what they did. Not necessarily uh, when I mean recreate, I'm simply saying that they took an already challenging situation and made it more challenging because nobody is stopping them. So they just recreated bad behavior, mm -hmm. recreated bad habits, and yeah. things like that. And for me, so many funerals. No, the funerals were gun violence. Attached to gun violence. And sorry if I get a little emotional. I just want you know everybody to know holistically who I am and why do I do this. Um, so in 2012, like I shared with you, my, you know my nephew was murdered. Pierre is in representation of his name is my the same as Pierre Outreach Services. Everything that I do, every when I wake up, I. I invoke him in the work because psychologically now that I understand today what that baby was going through and what we didn't understand while he was yeah. going through it because of the normalization of right, the right. violence and everything we really didn't know what to do and um but before my nephew was murdered prior to him getting murdered um I lost two favorite cousins at, at the age of 13 is when I first was introduced to gun violence in the in Chicago and how, you know, in my my generation, right. and I was 13 years old, and they 
one of them was murdered in my face. I tell you, my mama did not give me any, you know, help. And, uh, you know, I, that, that, that was my boy. That was, that was um, I'll be lying to you ladies to tell you. His name was Larry. Um, I'll be lying to you, you ladies, if I didn't tell y'all the reason why I'm here today because of he instilled that self-esteem that my mother just couldn't give me because she was from a different generation and he told me, like, this is who you are. It's some things he, seen, he saw in me that I, back then, that I couldn't necessarily, I didn't understand about myself. But this young man, which is my blood cousin, he's seen it and he kept me with him. He taught me things. He, nobody's better than you. He, he gave it to me all. And sure, he gave Thank it to God. me. That That's brother amazing. was putting, and, and, and thir so when he died at 13, being in them spaces, now he's gone. Yeah. And then my cousin Maurice also was murdered. He was the second one after Larry to help instill how to be a black woman and not fall into those ghetto traps of how everybody else was thinking. So at 13, I knew. I knew way more than what I should. So during my development, 14, 15, 16, 17, you know, just going up, it's a lot of times I had to reduce myself down just to have friends. <laughs> Because everybody was just basically doing the same bad habits. Well, and you know, and we we've talked about this many times with mm -hmm. with anybody who's like the, the whole dose of unity concept is trying to find ways that we can connect. You know, but but we don't know what we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And and so yeah, when you're saying that, <clears throat> and just kind of the cycle continues. The same thing with how you were raised or how I was raised, as far as. You know, the older the older I get, everything from from you know cooking behavior, you know your your habits, just all of it could be healthy or not healthy, or it's 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 the way everybody thinks around you. So how can someone think differently, right? Yeah. Um, again, for me, my mother, so we had that solid foundation, but when you introduce the solid foundation to what was spearing off into the streets. It wasn't only so much he can do because we had to go out into the community right. and defeat that. Right, right. And overcome that because it's some things that she just couldn't understand that we was going through. Right. And um, and she still really don't understand to this day when I try to bring her into psychologically what I was going through. And when I mean bring my mother in, my mother, uh, we don't believe in therapy getting help in a black community. This is yeah. just something that we just don't do. We get up and we deal with this stuff and we survive and we survive and we just get up and live and nobody cares. Everybody's just going day to day knowing that it's killing us. It's breaking us down every day, every day. Now imagine in my development, 13, 14, feeling like this is it. Yeah. Yep. This, this, this is it. Yeah. That will drive anybody yeah. crazy. Yeah. So you wonder why, and then you get that background, and that's exactly what it is. So when you understand, like from your perspective, how yeah. that how that affects people, it's like you us looking from the outside in. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. that's why versus yeah. just being like, well, get it together. You know, it's like, yes. no, no. Like there there are some pretty serious things going on, like the, with the generational cycle. It's been going on. It's, it's normal been. now. Yes. Yeah. And not just normal to the, in the black community, but it's normal to the white community yeah. in the post to how they inflict these kind of standards. Sure. Tell us what we are. Tell us where we should live. Tell us who we are through media. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just don't have to be in politics. And when I look on TV, I'm seeing a, a certain way that a black woman projects herself, and that's popular. Mm -hmm. But to a black woman like me, no. We know what's wrong with her. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. But they, they highlight. Oh, they the highlight. Yeah. They highlight the bad behavior. Think about the music industry right now and like what's what becomes popular. Isn't it so frustrating? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm around my black family very little now, um, but being around them and listening to that sort of thing and like kind of I'm like I I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yes. Where it's that that's that white part in me where it's like seeing both sides, you know, it's just, it, you sit there in the space and, you know, I can't imagine having that experience. And I, I, I think I shared the well, story. My grandma, like, got the white side of you side. is a human side of you. Sure. So it, it does not, although it is a white and black thing, it's not a white and black thing at yeah. the same time. Well, it's that certainly a human thing. It's yeah. a human thing. No, absolutely. So uh, just interesting, the experiences, because my grandmother got, they grew up, my mom grew up in the south side of Chicago. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where my, my black family still lives, a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, out west too. So when I go and visit them, it's just culturally different, you know. And so yes. seeing those things and then being removed from those things and having my grandma, you know, got her nursing degree and my uh, grandfather got, you know, was a mechanic and kind of really tried hard to get my my uh, uncles and my mom out of there because they did see that. They saw what you saw. They saw what your parents, you know, they it's, and that's the thing that they were just like. Every day. And then you have to remember back in, in my mother's generation, remember, I was born in 1980. My mother, when she was having her kids, that was um, most, as she was developing, that was the crack era. And yeah, her sisters, right. yep. and you know, and they carried that on. Her sister, her friends, and everybody had not on drugs. Yes. And you know, my, my, thank God my mother and my daddy didn't, because um, it was so popular. Mm-hmm. Everybody was on drugs. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say that my mother and my father just overcame that social norm for them and that's they huge. didn't become yeah. any of that and although yeah. talking to her and getting those stories and picking with my aunties and my uncles like how this is you know because whether we want to talk about this or not we are blaming the generation for not preparing a healthier way for us mm-hmm. it's not talked about it's not very it's, it's not even articulated in a healthy way but i do look at my mother and my daddy and I'm, and I'm telling my parents the things I feel like where you guys could, should have done better or should have known better. But the more and more I study trauma and the more, and I'm learning about these things, now my language is beginning to shift how I explain these things to yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and even they see it the way that they see it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing me and what I've what I'm becoming and what I've been working on becoming, sometimes it can be offensive. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's a little bit of you know, parents think they're supposed to help their kids. You know, in, in your case, like if you're independent and trying to do that, and yeah, and there there's some guilt there. I think for any parent. I mean, I I parent of, of uh, adult children mm-hmm. now, and it's like I think you know we always reflect back on how we could have been a better parent or whatever, but. Yeah, and I think what I really appreciate about what you're doing, in addition to actually what you're doing, is is like even even being in an environment like this where you can try to help other people understand. Because you've helped me understand a ton. I, you know, I grew up in a tiny little town, and there was no, it, it, this, the the way that that I grew up is very you know, very different than what you're describing as yes. far as what you had to deal with, and um, you know, in just helping people to understand the the backstory and the the generational, how it evolves into where things are at, what you're doing, so people can look at it, as opposed to, like you're saying, what you see in the media, you can look at it like, just 
reflecting on what you've said and understand um, the why behind it. And yeah, then helping people with the manifestation of their own trauma and kind of mm -hmm. working through that as a right. guide, like just that form, that framework that you, you set this up and like make them understand that there's a reason behind what they're, what they're yeah. understand, mm -hmm. what they're experiencing. Cause I think that's yeah. the hardest thing for people. It's like, yeah. why are we doing this? And then to be this validated is, by an answer. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But it's being validated by people who, uh, okay. So what I'm trying to say is anybody just can't do this work. Yep. yep. Whether you're black or white, sometimes, cause I hear, um, my experience in Madison, has been more they go get these people who just out of touch in their black. They, they don't have no idea what's happening. They have no idea what's going on. And my experience in Madison, they go get these kind of people to help another kind of group of people that grow up with a different sort of mentality, some, some sort like you was going through. You know, your black family, which you can't just can't imagine. Although you were introduced to it, you just can't imagine. And oftentimes, um, what we also don't talk about is in, when, when you all interview people like me and telling these stories, it's the shame. Yeah. You, you know, um, it's shameful that you, you know what I mean? That you, you have to live this way. And, and it's no fault of your own. It's the way right. that society yeah. right. introduced yeah. you to and, and, and the way society see and treated in our historic past black people. Because whether we all accept it or not, this these are that's the bottom line. That's how it all started. Yeah. That's how it all started and created what we see today. Mm -hmm. It's shame. Shame when you get it. It's shame for me to tell you, ladies, that uh, these black males in my bloodline are dead. These deaths could have been prevented. These are preventive deaths. Absolutely. These are not. These are these are other people harming. People because they're hurt, they're subjugated, they're confused, they're limited, socially limited, they emotionally limited. You add all these people together on top of what society tells you you are, yeah. you're gonna act and behave that way. Right. There's no other way out. Yeah, yeah, the other way out. And which I think this is kind of a shift I want to make with our conversation a little bit too, because mm -hmm. you're doing something about it. And I think that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people they hear about the generational cycle you know, and the, the trauma and poverty and everything else for years and years people have been trying to figure out what can we do to change this and and you know and, and as a white person too i hear these things i've heard this for for many years but it's like you have to involve people who are who are in in the environment that live it and understand what's happening and speak the language change and speak the language mm -hmm. and so that's you know, another reason I really appreciate what you're doing is because you're, you actually have um, solutions and, yeah. and you, 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 well, in all of your research and your professional yeah. career and, and um, 10 years of, of work on this, I mean, you know, in and out better than anyone I've heard of. I think so. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm the champion of, of, of black trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. um, led by a lot of research and a lot of uh, elders that's alive today and you know a lot of ancestors that has gone on who's, who's was able to extend this torch to me now. Although they're gone, their work still remains relevant uh, in regards to the things that to help me understand the things that I was seeing when I really yeah. didn't understand what I was seeing. Um, and so for me, 
Yes, they need people like me, our community. But it's more of, uh, again, how we see people. We're energy. Like we're that, and it's an energy exchange. Once I step in the room, those black girls and those black kids know that I'm not, my energy exudes that. I can't explain that to people. It's your spirit. You have a very Yes, I'm coming spirit. in and they know, like, oh, we know this, we know who's who's. And, and it's not that these kids, and we know the white and black people, you know, because I went through it like, oh, this teacher ain't about nothing. Yeah. Like she's crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run all over her. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I know that this um, white lady may not see me as a champion. We know this. These kids know this. And see, that's, that's the uh, amazing things about these babies. Because while society have given them this, they're taking this and doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah. These kids are so smart. Mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah. and you know how I know this to be true? Because I was so smart in advance. Mm -hmm. And nobody was holding our community to those standards. Yeah. Or nor you didn't have those resources to reach those standards. Mm -hmm. So now we have that and your mother teaching you how to be mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. one of, uh, parents or, or whatever um, family dynamics you come from. Mm -hmm. They're teaching us how to live that same dynamic in them because that's all they know. Right, right. Yeah. So they're teaching us how to survive while being poor. Mm -hmm. You're not teaching us how to prosper and expand out from the south mm -hmm. side of Chicago, True. out downtown Chicago, out downtown Madison, out downtown DC. Mm -hmm. You have to be, uh, you have to be also groomed up as well, just as like they groom you to be away. You have to be groomed to, for success. Right, right, and, and to be exposed to that. Yes. Right? I mean, and that's, I, I remember when you and I had a conversation, you were talking about how you, once you kind of got out oh, and yeah. got into, you know, a different different way of thinking or whatever, and how mm -hmm. um, you really were excited to continue to go there, but then also to go back and help these girls oh, yeah. the same way. Yes, and that's, thank you for bringing that up, because South Side Chicago, every day, until I got a job, um, at ESPN Zone, downtown Chicago. Mm -hmm. That oh, was my, yes. That's cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was um, 16, and I begged, um, begged the white gym, like, you're going to give me this job. I called him every day. I'm in Fort Smith to sell this <laughs> And one day That's he great. called me back. He's like, come down here for this interview. And he hired me. I wanted, yeah. He probably remembered me. And um, and that was my first exposure to, to rich black. Uh, sure. Yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. It's all these celebrities, all these sports I, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't a sports fanatic yeah. then, so I didn't tell me who these people are. Yeah. You know, so that was my first exposure. Right downtown Chicago, this little ghetto, black, whatever, you know, girl coming down here kicking, showing who I was, <laughs> getting among all these fancy people. Mm -hmm. me and Meeting the fancy people who was college students and working, mm -hmm, sure. just meet fancy people who even just worked there, who just wanted to work there to meet all the people. I was yeah. exposed to so many Exposure, houses. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, oh my God. It gives you so something to like build to, but if you don't see it, or if you're coming back home and you're doing this stuff and you're shamed for it because yeah. that's the value, that's the culture, then it makes it so much harder to like want to get ahead, to know, well, obviously know how to get ahead, but then also just want to, because right. A, survival, you know, obviously yeah. that it's just... That's limiting in and of itself. Just be waking up, being in survival mode, doing what you have to do, and then go to sleep. You know, mm -hmm. how are you going to break out? But you have to to see it. You know, yeah. to see it, to experience it. Then it's just like, nope, I'm I'm doing a different grind. Like I'm yes. doing something different. And that's what I did. 
grind. I got down there and was talking like, well, how do you do this? I was in white folks' faces. I was in, I'm looking faces. I didn't care, like, show up. I was just, you remember, I stated early, I was a little bit more advanced. Yeah. You know, so I had to reduce myself yeah. down just to even keep friends around me. But when I made it to ESPN, it was my kind of people. That's why I usually um, tell the black girls and black boys, get to know everybody you can know. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you see me. Mm-hmm. That's not my business. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's you. That's you. you have to work on that. Yeah. But while I'm in your presence, if I ask you a question, will you answer it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. It's Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. I know how to do this, but I don't know how to do this. Well, not, you know, and that's the thing that I like, too, about, like, how you came to Because, yeah, we don't all know everything, you know. And I think that's that's something that is hard for people to have that courage to ask yes. questions. I know um, so many people, like, with my background and training mm-hmm. and stuff, they have to feel safe and yes. asking a question. They have mm-hmm. to feel a certain level of trust with that person. But the ones that I've seen, too, the people who have the grind, the people who are willing to, um, to work, be, consi- you know, be persistent, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. Being that's comfortable with being uncomfortable, which right. is something we need to normalize oh, my in society. Gosh. We can't grow. There's, we there's can't a talk. out there. We're yeah. just going to stay in our bubbles. And yeah, we're yeah. Not and be we able can't to do grow this. unless we're willing to get uncomfortable. Yep. Right? I mean, otherwise and talk about the hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen to people. Because you probably thought I was a crazy black woman in no, no, I, I, well, that was I would divine. say passionate. <laughs> well, my friends, I say, I, I was talking to one on the way here. I'm like, I'm going to be meeting with my feisty, my fast, feisty friend, Javon, and she's heard so many things about you. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I could be there. Be a fly in the wall. She wants to meet you someday. But, you know, I think that, you know, having, having that understanding of that passion we all have yeah. in different ways, yeah. we can appreciate that in each other and some people might um be afraid of passion and change and vision and all that kind of it's stuff intimidating. yeah it is it's it's, it's 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 kind of forcing them out of that comfort zone too that and confidence. not everyone can do that you know yeah. everyone's different yes they are but for um i just want to add this little piece in so imagine if the world is continuously showing black kids mm-hmm. racism race it, it, mm-hmm. we yeah. know that's a fact yeah. whatever we know that. Mm-hmm. But if long if you have that uh, that psychologically embedded in your head, yep. you're not gonna mm-hmm. wanna reach, you're gonna be feel fearful to reach mm-hmm. out and just expose yourself. Mm-hmm. And and but less important, the things that they experience at school also it's it 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 it, it they can have good or bad, bad experience with yeah. this and that's that's gonna determine how they're going to do things yeah. and how, how they, you know, how they're going to live. You can have a bad counselor, you can have a good counselor. Right. You can have a good teacher, you can have a bad teacher. But if, because our, because of our terrible historical past, some of these things are embedded in people. Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard. The teacher may not see it in herself and her biases, but she may be saying something yeah. biased, you know, and treating somebody biased without the, she may be conscious of it, she may not. But I don't, my thing is the kids. Yep. The kids yep. are these. This is spe- oh, this gotcha. is affecting the kids. Mm-hmm. You, you get my position. Oh yeah. And so that leads me into, um, mm-hmm. you know, why I'm, you know here at Resurface is safe home. We know the harm that's being done in the homes. We know the harm that's been done in the schools. We know the harm that's being done when these girls go out to the community and these young men goes out into the. We know what's happening because yeah. it happened to me. Yeah. 
and we know what they're thinking. Um, when I mean we know what they're thinking of process and how they want to act, how they want to respond. You can't tell somebody how to respond when somebody is treating them unkind. Then we become the, the sociopath. Because it's a reason why these kids are acting out. It's, there's a reason. There's a reason. So this is not there. Societal, cultural coping mechanisms. Yes, it's, it's a reason. And for us to blame these babies because of their behavior is, is the definition of a sociopath. It's just it's heartbreaking. It's just putting somebody in a box and just, like, and I think that that's, you know, with the school system, it's, it's hard because not everybody learns the same way and you have to be cognizant. And that's, again, you don't know what you don't know. So you're saying, nope, this is a curriculum. You're all going to do this and you're all going to look right. like this. And you don't understand why this student is doing worse than this student, but this student's normally really good at this. Well, because they're not all the same. And that's kind of right. how cross-culturally, you know, it's just, you're looking at this behavior, but you're not looking at these other factors that are so important as to why right. behavior is happening or what they're experiencing that's making this happen or what what you don't see about what you just said to that student. Right. You know, right. sort of thing. How it's going to impact him. Right. And this is now you're seeing the coping mechanism that is yeah. based on all of this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And some kids pull back and not take kids here. I say it. I, I wouldn't tell you guys I know what's happening here. And so um, I just, you know, the care for these babies because they are, they do not deserve this. Oh my God! If if I can get you ladies in a room with some of these babies who I work with and you deal with, hear the stories. These are the most advanced kids you were, you're ever gonna meet. But when advanced kids is put in a box, okay, like me, okay, and then we have a societal norm that's historically around white ideology ways that they did white white white. We don't even teach black kids who they are, where they come from. Hey, if it wasn't for black people, you wouldn't be sitting there. Okay, let's, you know, mm -hmm. we don't teach the uh, the origins of black people. So that way we we learn nothing about ourselves. And we, we do not know about ourselves. We don't know the essence. We got to dumb right, that right. Yeah, yeah. Essence the, the, the beauty of what, what you offer <laughs> is, is to the core, right? And um, I get it. I, I don't know if I just said that correctly, but... So they can connect and feel represented in, you know, in, in all this. I think it's a representation issue, too. You yeah. know, just like there, there are black doctors and black scientists. Yes. There are black astronauts. They're like, you, you, you can do this. You know, yeah. it's, you just need to, again, it's about seeing it right. and hearing and about it. the path, And too, that right? is, yeah. And that, you know, even just the, the atrocities of obviously we hear about slavery. We, but like some of these other things so you hear about all the bad 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 stuff bad, like bad, let's this is what i am this is what slaves, but the representation slaves. that there 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 are people out there like you mm -hmm. like other people who are just so successful and they're really they're doing it you can do it too versus you know yes but once you be when something becomes normal oh yeah here's the thing that's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. the mental this is here everything is here psychologically mm -hmm. if i think this way and this is the way that i know how to think I'm the uncomfortable person, white or black, the people don't want to see. Let's be clear. Because <laughs> I'm making, not I won't say making, but I am encouraging everybody to take accountability for their part in this. That's what's happening to these babies. So even in my community, they're like, oh man, she's good. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I, people do wrong for me. Even, even you know, women, women, um, grown women, even elders, like, oh. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, the fact that you're taking the time to try to help people understand 
all of it and and that, that you have the solutions for it yes. too but you know the hard have, part is the change mm -hmm. yeah. and that's where everybody's losing uh, everybody's throwing these programs out and all oh, this yeah. money oh, exchange yep. and it has nothing to do with nothing. It has nothing it's a, to do with it. Yeah, it's not going to solve it. No. You know, yeah. it's just a quick fix, a band-aid. It's not a band-aid. It's just a quick fix. Um, I don't even call it a quick fix in my opinion. Yeah. It's stupidity. It's, it's just wrong. wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just, it's just incorrect. Right. So for, for a woman like me and my position and, and, and how knowledge I am on this, I don't know. Uh, I could be negative about it and get on make social media like everybody do and get out. I don't do that. Right. You just want to solve it. I just want to just, I'm not Well, that's it. what I love about this <laughs> just, lady. You know, yeah, you're, you want to get it done. Yesterday, she wants to get it done yesterday. You know how many people yeah. I can get on um, social media and expose people for what people have done to me mm -hmm. just in the process of me trying to help my own community? Yeah. And the irony of it is my community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what, this is the gap. Who right. I represent because I am the gap. Yeah. Who you all talk about. I am that that social norm. Mm -hmm. You know, you're changing everybody. the status quo, yeah, and that's right. I think that's that's the point. As people, that's why we need to normalize being you know comfortable with being uncomfortable because mm -hmm. this you are embody changing the status quo. That's why again we love her so much because oh, you just right. you do this where you're just like. I don't care what none of y'all gonna say. I'm doing this because I see the problem and we're going to solve it. Enough of this, we're going to solve yeah, it. Because these kids yeah. are being are being like pushed down and like or not even only I see the problem, I was the problem. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know this because I, I lived it. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and then the you're problem. on a, you know, you you, you Yeah, because you're not Instead of being worried, worrying about what everybody's thinking and saying, you I just don't. need to get it done. Yeah, it's, you it's, know, and so and people who are listening to this and watching this, mm -hmm. um, you know, are people like we've talked about this before. They're people who, who want to see things getting done also because the right. all the other stuff like you're saying is not working. It's stupidity. It's um, that's my mm -hmm. so for me. Yeah. yeah, just looking at my the way that I'm knowledge in. Why right. black people are yeah, you know ranging why. out? I know why. Yeah. Yeah. And so to see how other social, in the, in the social and human services world in the field, I, I see what they're doing. Yeah. And so that leads us to the, I know everybody gets the racism. I don't know what it is. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. It's not going to really. That's not. So you just have to wonder here? though. Yeah. Like, right. Why, why, do, yeah. why don't nobody? It's so simple. Mm -hmm. Let us who you know and. We, we, we rather do everything else but go get the right people mm -hmm. to fix it. You know, nobody knows me. Well, and you know, some people have an agenda that's not yes. about the kids. Yeah. I mean, this lady does not have an agenda except the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But yeah. what I'm saying is, you would think that I would be, because of my agenda and my passion, and that's to be my professionalism, mm -hmm. to go back and educate myself professionally. Yes. To go back um, in, in white institutions to get educated. Sure. So I can get uneducated to get re-educated, right. if that makes sense. <laughs> you know, to go in to see as a grown woman how to teach in folks, how yeah. to teach in the next generation was amazing to me. Yeah. Oh, did you just teach that? My with professor, that like Javon, no, don't, you can't do that. <laughs> no, like, with the, yeah, that when you go in with that critical lens, that critical thinking lens, yes. and, and that's something that is seriously missing in schools nowadays. Oh, yeah. um, oh my gosh. But um, you, when you, yes, to learn, to unlearn. Yes. You went and you educated yourself so you could use that critical thinking element to break down these systems that are not working for these little black girls that you're, you know, that you're serving. Yes. 
Yes, but more important, I mean, not more importantly, but when I went back to school, it was uh, white kids. Yep. Um, a lot of white kids. Yep. I went to school and I went back to college in Madison. Can I say the name? Yeah. I went to Edgewood. <laughs> I went back to school at Edgewood. And those, those kids, and that's when it became more conscious to me of the cycle, how, we, how even racism is passed down through our education system. Um, I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I just made a fuss. Like, don't tell that baby that. That's, you know, <laughs> what are you thinking, you know? And yeah, you, you understand on a deeper level. Yeah, it's like, that's not it's true. It's like, no, don't say that. Well, you have to stand up when you see injustice and you see things being done wrong. Otherwise, how are we going to fix the problem if you just mm -hmm. allow it to continue? Right, and I saw that as a conscious adult. You know, my level of awareness, I saw how those babies was there for a fresh education mm -hmm. and they were being indoctrinated with, with a, just a bunch of lies. Well, and it's, yeah, like, and it's, that's not the way the world is really ran. That's not what you're really going to experience, you know. Which yeah, is, does them a disservice because, like, all, white what kids, black kids, Hispanic right, right, kids, yeah, like, it does everybody a disservice. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna go out there with blinders on. Right, right. And that's why I, you know, like, hey, you know, and I, I did make a lot of um, white kids uncomfortable, but I made a lot of white kids like, thank you, Javon, thank you, thank you, thank you. I never thought about things like that. I can't Absolutely. get a lot of that. And so that that um, experience going back to school as an adult made me um, look at what was happening to to the white community psychologically. Yeah. Yeah, to, to all of this that was happening. But these were nice babies. Well, they were babies to me when I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were babies. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they were so sweet and just so naive. Yeah. And just was full of life and wanted to get educated. Yeah. And so, uh, but, but I will say this more importantly. This is, the black kids were getting this. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, baby. And them the ones I used, I, I got on the most. Mm -hmm. That's not what you're going to experience. This is not what you're going to go through. I, I, I had a spiritual right to, to, to put the blinders off mm -hmm. those, those black babies. There was, there wasn't many of us, but I had to. Because mm -hmm. the psychology um, program at Israel was absolutely fabulous. I will say that. Because mm -hmm. okay, some of those guys, some of those... Shout out to Farron. <laughs> um, she was one of the best professors. I, I, I she just let me go, man. Well, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love seeing you just go. I love yes. seeing you do your thing that only you can do. There's only one of you in this entire world, and thank God for you know for you. And uh, but that's the thing that, you know, and I say that as this as the older woman, you know the. Um, the, the older wise woman now that mm -hmm. I love seeing people being their genuine authentic self that they're mm -hmm. meant to be you know and uh, how how often we're a lot of us are felt or feel like we are in a box or you know oh you can't do that because people just don't do that or whatever it's like don't tell you know people need to let people run and and be who they are yes. meant to be. Be who yes. God made them to be. You know. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Good. Well, and I know you have another another question as with the. I do. Um, so going back to kind of the the, the work you do, um, can you explain just why there's such an impact for young girls of color as it relates to generational trauma? Yes, easy. Black girls have black babies. 
those black babies is we are the first natural and uh, first teachers of our babies. And if we're um, not healed, if we're not holistically uh, solid in who we are, we're going to pass that down to our babies. And so when black men in my community hear me talk about this aspect of epigenetics, mm -hmm. I'm going deeper. Yes, I'm like, you, you listen to what I'm saying. If, if we have DNA epigenetics, and then we have social epigenetics. Yep. Fascinating concept. Yes. Fascinating concept. So before I got here, all of the issues that my mother didn't deal with is past. I have been getting afflicted. Mm -hmm. No. Now, I don't know this is being transferred to me. Yep. My sisters, my siblings. Yep. Let's go deeper. My mother, mother, right? Yep. Okay, so now. She, um, in a time she had to live in, being a, being a black woman exposed to what she was exposed to. Mm -hmm. Let's take it a little deeper. Her mother. Okay. Mama, please don't judge me. I think her name was Mama Faye. Mama Fanny. Mm -hmm. I think I'm screwing up her name. Um, they called her Mama Fanny. And I think about Mama Fanny because of the things she must have went through. Mm -hmm. If I go back to generations. Now we are descendants of hers for my grandmother, my mother, and now I'm, I am in representation of their pain. Yeah. Yeah. I hold it, and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. Now, right, mm -hmm. I got they stuff. I got all they crap laid on me, yep. socially, and um, you know, it, in my DNA, right? Yeah. Now, society is re-injuring me. Mm -hmm. All of my own, have they now have my own stuff that I have to deal with. And the things that's happening to me is compiled. Violence. Violence. Yeah. Violence. Oh, gosh. It just, it just snowballs. It just snowballs. So now I have a baby, black babies, little girls. And the things that I didn't deal with, I see my 16, he just made 16. Shout out to Signature. Um, <laughs> Congrats, girl. Yes. 16, that's a big milestone. 16 year old. Um, but I'm so proud of myself because I'm cleaning it. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm aware yeah. right, right. of how to clean it up, yeah. I'm seeing the outcomes. Now, she's not perfect. Who is? It's clear. Yeah. I'm sorry. She's a natural teenager, normal, yeah, yeah, yeah. dumb stuff. I was one of those ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's going through her process of development. Healthy. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is beautiful because it's then healthy the, development. Your, your lineage, like your mm -hmm. bloodline now is going to be able to stop this like you are single-handedly the you know the reason mm -hmm. that your daughters when they grow up and if they want to start their own families they're going to have uh, healthy children help yeah and then also yeah. have you there to, to yes. continue it to you know yeah. if there's problems in the future and stuff mm -hmm. which is I why I'm like I'm so I'm so wanting this to grow so large because the problem is so large our society is massive with the problems and there's so many of these kids that just like need need that message and we need it to stop because when we look at the birth rates too um and like underage and like all this stuff and in, in our in the black community in our community it's just like it's it's becoming so so scary and so toxic and so sad and we, we need to stop the pure survival you know and just get into and it, people are you know people are talking about it but nobody's doing it right mm -hmm. nobody's nobody knows nobody, the well and i should say the people who need to do it are doing it. Yeah. You know, the people who would understand at your level mm -hmm. aren't doing it. 
So, like, for you to also, you know, train people and to get yeah. other people involved that yes. you see their spirit, I, I you see their passion. I yeah. do. I yeah. have offered that even. Uh, I did. I have offered that. Like, hey, if you guys need any, um, yeah. Well, and that's going to start developing more and more very soon. I can't be everywhere. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be everywhere. I can't take on all these, these black families. What yeah. I can do is give, I try to pull people into yeah. the psychological harm. It's been done. To go deep. Everything is deep. You have to go in that dark area to see. Um, but more importantly, let's even go deeper with epigenetic stuff. Now, the, if you're broken, you're more at risk of exposure, exposure to trafficking, mm-hmm. exposure to sexual harm, yep. exposure to inappropriate sexual behavior. I deal with this every day. And nobody's talking about it. Well, and, you know, and that's how we started sort of talking is because, mm-hmm. you know, we've done the the interviews and a lot of work in the in sex trafficking to try to help people understand. And that is such a, a complex issue. And so can you share a little bit about? And I know just to frame this too, for folks who might be listening, um, it's that is not the term that is used in the community, correct? That is no, what you would, you would no, mean. No sex trafficking. Right, which, which the actual term just reveals how common it is. And they, they're not, they're unaware of how that, that that's, Technic, the technical term or a different right. cultural term of what's, what's happening. Term, yeah. yeah. So for us in our community, for me, sex trafficking is not necessarily done the way um, that white culture teaches it. Sure. Sex trafficking for us, once I was able to break down the definition of what it was, mm-hmm. people are um, just do that as a daily living. Mm-hmm. Now, because when I first heard the word sex trafficking, honestly, it's no shame. I, I didn't. I'm like, I'm thinking a man snatching yep. folks up in That's some That's what you see in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, and I'm like, well, shit. And I'm just confidently saying it happens. It has happened. Let's let's be clear. Sure. Mm-hmm. That, that Those things happen, yeah. but not frequently. Well, and, and in certain areas, right? And what we're talking about is it relates to... The vulnerable population. The, vulnerable, that's the ones, what I'm talking about, sex trafficking to me in the community, mm-hmm. is people consciously giving themselves away. Mm-hmm. Sexually. Well, I'm thinking and money, it can come in different elements. Yeah. Selling yourself, yeah. Um, just having sex with anybody who will give you some kind of attention. Sure. You know, this is, this is sex trafficking yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and then convincing male or female encouraging you who to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Okay? Should I go deeper? You know, these things is happening right under our nose every day. And if you don't have the self-esteem, you're going to do, you're going to live out these behaviors. And it's still non-consensual because are you really consenting to it if it's right. just a pure, you know? Right. Yeah. It's attention-seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, most of these young girls, and let's be clear, their mothers yeah. have never um, dealt with some of the sexual abuse that may have happened to them uh, yeah. during their primary stages of development. So now, unconsciously, these parents are teaching their daughters how to behave sexually and act out sexually. Well, that, that's an unhealthy behavior when you're giving yourself away. Right, right. You're, you're devaluing yourself. Yes. You know, I having daughters too. It's just like seeing the differences, and a lot of times it is the parenting. Where yeah. you know, I've heard like, oh, you know, when back in the day it used to be, oh, well, if you can get a good man to 
you know, take care of you or whatever, as opposed to turning it around to thinking, okay, you have value independently of yourself to be able to live your life and take care of yourself and not be dependent on somebody else. But that's a... Or if you want a relationship, finding come? someone who's going to see that value. Right, someone who's going to see that value. Seeking out someone not just for affection or what you can gain right from reasons. them or, you know, because you're, you're having a self-confidence issue. But um, just, you know, looking at it as, you know, I need... If I want a relationship, if I want somebody, it's got to be someone who's going to fulfill me as a person, who's going to value me, and who's going to look at me as right. not property, you know, and not not something. Because I, I see it too, just like growing up as a millennial, that's something that's so ingrained in just our generation, right? Like watching kind of the sexual revolution and music and pop culture and stuff, it's so normal. Now it's just like having multiple partners and your body count, right, is like something I see on need to get off TikTok. I'm chronically on TikTok. It's a problem. But like that sort of thing and all these yeah. different podcasts talking about it and thinking it's funny and it's just sad to me because I'm just like all these young young women, even young women of color are are they really do they really want this? You know, are they do they really want this? And that's well and that's what we found with our research too is like ultimately if, if somebody had a um, didn't have the barriers, you know, had options, weren't in that vulnerable spot, what would they want to be? They could choose. You if know? they were psychologically healthy and understood, like what yes. you're teaching them, why they're doing what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. believe some of the mothers, their mothers is in their um, 30s, 40s now, mm-hmm. and they're out. We're not calling this sex trafficking, mm-hmm. but they're out trying to find attention and mm-hmm. love, a male companion. Yeah. And the way that they expose themselves to the community sexually, mm-hmm. just trying to find love. Mm-hmm. Right. That's sex trafficking to me. But it may not be seen that way to the white community when we talk about the sex. Sex yeah. trafficking is, is is the word, it's the term. I don't use that word. No right, right. In our spaces. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so many things that we call it, because um, there's so many elements to that. Mm-hmm. When you break down what sex trafficking could be, right? Yeah, so many, you could be selling yourself, you could be giving. And then, let's go deeper. When you do get in a relationship, with a guy that you think that can fulfill you and how you are dealing with that mistreatment, how he's mistreating you mm-hmm. sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your your conscious boyfriend, what he's doing to you mm-hmm. yeah. behind closed doors mm-hmm. and sexually exploiting you. Mm-hmm. Now, you may be in relationship with him, but that, you, you get what I'm trying yep, to say? Absolutely. It's what he's doing to you to yeah. psychologically re injure what you already been going through. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah. deeper. Most of these girls and these mothers who's getting into these relationships have been 90% tied to some sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, absolutely. So these behaviors just not stemming from anywhere. No, exactly. You go back and you talk to these kids, you will find out in their mothers, they have been sexually abused and nobody cares. And that's where it starts, with a young mm-hmm. age to kind of just... Okay, I, you know, I've talked to some of them that they'll say that. I grew up thinking that was my youth, that was my worth, that was what I was here on earth for. Right. And you're desensitized to and it. You're desensitized. So why wouldn't you then yeah. go yeah, and that? Yeah, so, and then you, yeah, and the shame that you had mentioned. So if you think, okay, even if they saw a glimpse of something up here, if they've already been convinced that this is what they are. Conditioned. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that's what they've been told, and, and that is um, across all cultures, you know, if somebody has been abused in that way. Um, but yeah, and, and normalizing it, brushing it under the rug and all of these things. Yeah. That Even beyond, you know, sexual violence and violence in general, and I want to talk, 
to you about that too, because that's part of the you know what you had brought up about gun violence and stuff. Yeah. You know, obviously, hurt people, hurt people, and that yes. that's sort of a because I tell the black community, I'm um, I've never been sexually abused. I had black men around me to protect me. It's just the Larry and Maurice, and you know, they here with me in spirit, and um, so let's I, I, I'm clear on that. Yeah. I, I'm not coming from that space. But what I'm clear on is the holistic factors of what's happening. I'm violent. You may be sexual. Yours could be an extreme poverty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's different elements to this. Yeah. I'm saying I represent what we need to do better. Mm-hmm. And how I know, because now, I wasn't ever sexually abused. All I somehow, some way, me and my sister was talking about all my friends were. Yeah. And I used to ask um, God, I'm like, why do I keep attracting women whose uncles, you know what? Because mm-hmm. that's not normal to me. Mm-hmm. From my world, um, I used to hear, you know, mm-hmm. black men tell me what they do to these kind of people. So I used to ask, like, well, why he ain't dead? Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, no, okay. and, yeah. I think we should we should touch on that. Like, yeah. Wait. You know, it's, uh-huh. and I'll yeah. be honest. And and most of all of my friends were sexually abused. All of my good friends. And I could why do I keep attracting? And then my sister, um, she's a year younger than me. She's like, yeah, because they none of this happened to my friends. She's like, I just never understood. Yeah. Why you keep so it's spiritual for me. Mm-hmm. And my process of why I'm here, because mm-hmm. I had to unpack that. Even yeah. to like, why, my God, why would you never? Yeah. Me, you know? Why is this my path? Why? Is, why well, why? that's a continuous unpacking. I mean, I think that's the thing too. That's so important. Is you know, you're it's a you're you're continuing to do more and more and more and more work in this, and continuing to unpack. It, it's the you know the world is complex. People are complex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and what I want to know more, too, is, like, what you're doing specifically with your safe house concept. Can you share that? I sure can. Um, it is a 10-year um, process of me also me returning back to school. And also me, because um, I haven't got my um, therapy license yet. I mean, I'm still in the works with that. I have been in grad school. As you know, some things happened to me there, which caused me to not finish uh, grad school uh, in regards to my process of getting and obtaining everything that I needed to obtain. Uh, so my 10 years was basically going back and taking all this out of me first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything that I learned. Work on that healing before. First, before I got to the point of healing, I had to, like everything I've learned, everything that I've seen, had to get it out of me. Mm-hmm. The way that I talk, the way that I walk, the way that I ate, the way that I just lived, so that I can be a true example. Yeah. When I step up, I can be an example, and just not a mouth runner. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. An example of how to get this stuff. People who learn visually, mm-hmm. people who don't learn socially. Right. What I mean by that is they hear a lot of people talking nonsense and things right, right. for them and talking yeah. at them, mm-hmm. right at you. It's a difference when somebody talk at you. Mm-hmm. I look at myself as I'm talking through you. But not only am I talking through you, I want to guide you through it. Mm-hmm. 
And you're being an example. You're showing them. I'm the example already. That's what I'm saying. I was. I became an example. That's the unlearning part. Okay, let's go deeper. Studying black trauma. I had to do that on a professional level because I needed to know what the was talking about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And to make sure that I was giving these our community the best so and the specificity for right. that yeah. particular community. Yes. So that I can make sure that you have something that you deserve. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have it. Yeah. Nobody never come through Chicago and said, this is what you black girls and black boys deserve. Not even our own kind. They got educated. They moved away. Yep. And um, let's, 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 let's be real. Once some black people, not all, all black people don't do this. Once you become successful psychologically, in my opinion, in my research, there's change there. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily for the best. I don't, look, what I mean, looking down on yeah, I yeah. see that. Come back and look down, and you never even came back to reach back to even. Yeah, out of this, you got what you got, and you left. This is random. Have you seen? There's Medea mm-hmm. movies. There's mm-hmm. a one specific that I, I like, and I think about it. The lawyer and his like hoity-toity wife, but then he brings home a friend from his old neighborhood, and she's like a prostitute, and he lets her sleep on the couch where his wife is like. Mm-hmm. They're all black, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of that dynamic of like looking down. So I totally, and even in my own family. Like, mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. I totally I, see know. that. Yeah. Oh, I'm this. I accomplished this. And, but, but, but for me, I don't want to speak for the black community. Mm-hmm. No, I actually speak for me. The way I've researched this and studied, because when you become a psychologist, you have to study a lot of history. Yeah. To see the follow the patterns. And my mother's name generation, yes, mother. Fortunately, you guys did great. But you guys dropped the ball in a lot of certain areas. And I'm not, I'm not going to go deep into that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they dropped the ball mm-hmm. and they had them left to Georgia. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is also on top of that, in the black community, it's seemingly, we're going to use the word seemingly to be positive. <laughs> they, white society, go get these kind of people because it makes them feel calm. I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. I don't care if you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. My job is spiritually is to make you uncomfortable because this is not right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, people need to, yeah, they need to pay attention enough to get involved in the solutions and all of that. And as long as somebody black sitting at the table and they're not holding you accountable. I was just going to say that. The key <laughs> you word know, you said earlier, accountability. Accountability. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm, I'm holding everybody yeah. accountable. Yeah. Not just the white community. We, you know. No, you call that everybody. I'm calling everybody. <laughs> like when you know, you know, when we get into our spaces, yeah. when I'm talking to you know the work that I do, like, no, come on, mm-hmm. you could, you can't think that that was okay. Right. Let's let's go in and let's unpack it. That was well, the stupid. She's got the look too. My, my mom's girl. got that look too. It's I know if like, I walked into a classroom and you were my teacher, right. I think me and all of my friends, white, black, Hispanic, would all be right. like, we can't mess with this one. Yeah. Right. She's powerful. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. But they do. They, they try. do it in reason. It's like the. Yeah, it's like poking at me yeah. in, in reason. You know, because one of my wellness girls just, she's oh so sweet. She just did something. And her man, she just doing things teenagers do, yep. using me as an escape. <laughs> yep. When she had to have consequences, mm-hmm. when she, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, 
this is how we do this and this right. is the way and this is the way yeah. and thinking that I'm better than folks and my way is yeah. the right yeah. way yeah. how to incorporate them in helping themselves yes yeah okay now that's the trick yeah not a trick that's my method yeah right. okay see yourself and so um, my spiritual mother um, during my tenure she said something about you have to get black girls to reimagine themselves yeah mm-hmm. Love that word. Yeah, to love reimagine. Yeah. Okay, so I took that, taking all these pieces from all these really, really smart people, and I'm building on it. Mm -hmm. And I came up with the safe house. The safe house model is not a group home. Mm -hmm. We're not your um, foster parents. We're not a foster home. We're none of that. Please don't. We're not that. But what we are is a, a place where kids can go. So that we can integrate the services between the professional and home life. Mm-hmm. So that you can know how to do this in real time. Mm-hmm. You come to us. You live with us Monday through Thursday. We're going to send you back home. In real time, we're going to see you live out those tools you learned while you, while you were at the safe house. Mm-hmm. Not only, okay, so the safe house is, like I said, for black girls. From middle school to high school first. First, it was written for high school. I will be honest about that. But then the black community, black mothers came to me, knew what I was trying to do, and they said, well, uh, Miss J, do you know what's happening uh, in middle school? I knew what was happening there. I knew it, but I didn't know that it was that bad. So they started telling me the stories about what these little middle schoolers were engaging in. My primary focus, you know, like I share with Messiah Church and I share with you. I don't lead with sex. Yeah, I don't right. lead with right. sex. But sex happens a lot. <laughs> dumb sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, really dumb. And I'm like, oh. So I'm, I don't want to say I was blind to it, but I just thought because the babies were younger, the system had a better handle and care for those kids. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they didn't. So after talking to someone, the black mothers in the community, I included some of the middle school girls in our safe house model as I still was building and helping to make this comfortable for everybody. And so while you're working with me at these safe houses, we're set, they have a whole system and model to uh, to be at the safe house. It's things they gonna it's gonna be a healing restoration process. What it looks like to heal, how to heal, how to eat, how to reimagine yourself. But we're going to do it in real time. So while I'm doing this over here, I'm going to circle back, and I'm going to work with the mothers, the family, with every family dynamic. And the best part about the Safe House program is that we're volunteer-based. You think you need it? You think you want it? Let's go. Here. So while I'm working with your daughter, because she's going to birth the next generation if she's decided to have kids. And we don't fix this. Right. And you got to help me. I'm invoking the mothers in to help me fix it mm-hmm. while well, fixing themselves. Yeah. And I'm going through the process right along with them. Yeah. Although I'm an expert in what I do, I don't, I don't, I, I just don't think I know everything. She knows her story. Yeah. They know their story better than, than I know their story, okay? That's what's vastly different about right. the kind of therapy sure. that we do. Sure. Yeah. Show me how to help you. Yeah. Sure. Give it to me, girl. Mm-hmm. And this is how I want to give it to me. Let's lay it out. I'm not coming in making using language that making them feel uncomfortable or 
using language that makes them feel less than or I'm higher than them. Or yeah, being authoritarian. Right. Right. Like, right. Like, here's this program. Yeah. Here's what we're going to stick to. Why would it be custom? Right. It's not about because you know we have because yeah. when you going through the psychology school, I was just there with them folks and going through this. They teach you how to be one way. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Here, here are your list of symptoms, and here are your list of treatments right. and diagnoses. Or, and, or you sit there, and you yeah. sit there, and let's get that. Yeah, you don't know their life and right. all of it. Yeah, right. it's, and, it's, and I like that. I mean, I like how you, you incorporate the, the mother with the okay. daughter, you know, and I think that's one of the things that really well, the stood family out. Dynamic. The family, the family yeah. dynamics, individuals, because every family is different. Every yes, person is different. They so. are. And if you send a healthy child back into trauma, what well, you took right twenty steps forward, you're taking fifty back. They you know, back like why? Environment. I, yeah. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. Yeah. They can be healthy as they want. They can be you know great, but then you get that. But in real time, they're gonna be learning that I'm just not what the world told me I am. Yeah. And it's coming from somebody who walks like me, mm -hmm. talks like me, it didn't have to, I don't, I don't, I hate to use the word sell out. I, I don't want to use that term, mm -hmm. but I was living out my true essence. Yeah. And that, that, that they see that and there's something they can strive for. There's something they see it's possible. Yes. You believe in them. And I think that's the other thing too, is you're believing in them and they see you accomplishing it they, and then the mother and the mother you know the other thing is the mothers or the families I mean they need they need that support and you're there for them in a way that you're you're supporting them in the in how they need to be supported yes to, to catch the great areas and getting my only job is expressing getting getting black mothers to realize what went wrong mm -hmm. what happened mm -hmm. and how they are um, perpetuating the cycle you may not know that this is what you're doing, but you're doing it. Hence, mm -hmm. what I stated with my mother. Yeah. It's almost like that's the best lady in the world. Yeah. But she, in a lot of ways, I, I try to, try to watch how I try to articulate this to the outside. <laughs> she wants best for me, but yeah, it, yeah. yeah so I don't I want to be clear about that. But it's almost offensive mm -hmm. that I didn't live out what she taught me or something mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. that's the way she makes me feel yeah yeah it's never I'm proud of you mm -hmm. it's you know it's around about I'm proud of you like well you them white folks ain't gonna let you you is you scared mm -hmm. or she's fear fear oh gosh fear fear just imagine I always say imagine what we could do if we didn't have fear Yes, the fear is she's. Oh, you know and I mean. I'm sure she's genuine about her fear based on yes, her own experiences is. and stuff. Right, you right. seeing this on yeah. this side of the healing, it's kind yeah. of just like. And no, it's just you know. more of the harm that she knows yeah. how vicious yeah. the world can be Absolutely. psychologically because that's how they work in you. her area. Absolutely. Yeah, she's scared for me, so she's limiting me. Exactly. And not consciously aware right. of that's what she's doing. If I would listen to what you're telling me, that's not good advice. Yeah, which is something I had to learn as a parent, too. I mean, my, my boys are very little, but um, something I want to teach them growing up is that there's not strange people, there's strange behaviors. Because right. that's, I think that's kind of the crux of it. It's like, if I make you scared of certain kinds of people, then I'm, I'm demonizing an entire group of people that I don't know based on my own fear of those people. And I don't right. want that for you. I want you to grow beyond that. But obviously, I need you to recognize strange behavior. Yes. So anybody can, even people close to you, can have strange behaviors or things that make you scared and this that's something true. that is fair and valid and you need to come tell me about that right. so i think you know 
unlearning that portion of it too. Yes. Um, based on you know his historical context is just so relevant. Yes. Obviously, yes. it makes sense. Generational. Yeah. So what happened to her then? She's she's projecting that onto me and her baby. Right. Right. And we're like, hey, look, look, I want to struggle like your mom did. Mm-hmm. I want to open up. You know, this is just not relegated to a certain community. You say, so we want to get this out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So along with my ten year journey, being my experiences in Madison. Felt like these folks wasn't giving me the respect. Also felt like some of the folks was politicizing, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, of who they want to pick and choose to be, who they As wanted to be. To f- focusing on the on yes. kids, the babies, you know. Certain people get yeah. attention and certain people mm-hmm. projects get funded. And I, I this is, just, and I'm like, okay, well, I had to learn that. I had to learn. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that's how things are. How can I? Then I went to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's Maya Angelou um, School in Washington, D.C. They run a resi program down there, similar to my model. Mm-hmm. That's when I, first time, I was affirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what first you needed time. to just keep trucking. Get that fired. I mean, and I would they get, get it, it. They've, Chicago, it. They've done it, right? Yeah. And so I get Tuesday hits, love you. I get down there, and it's like I met me in D.C. Yeah, yeah. Run those houses, yeah. show me how to run them, how to do. It was just an amazing I love that. lesson yeah. that I learned from just everybody Tuesday introduced me to in the process of building a 20, having a 20-year relationship with the community mm-hmm. in D.C., the black yeah. community. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they took some things, I don't want to say take, but I learned some things from them. They learned some things from me about because my model is definitely similar, but it's deeper. Yeah, in terms of mothers and yes, families. Yes, it's a lot. Um, but they said you ain't going crazy. Yeah. They, they affirm, like, yes, 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 that's how yes, that's how you do it, y'all. And they these are 20 years. Mm-hmm. These are people who've been doing this, have a close relationship with the black community because of trauma. So they're doing it in real time. And so um, she said, Javon, stop. I remember she said, after she, yeah, when I left and uh, flew back, she said, go to the community. Stop politicizing those kids because they will make a political mockery yeah. out of, out of uh, what, what you're trying to do. And we know so well because we're giving to you what happens. Well, that's what what I like, too, is people who truly want to collaborate with the goal of helping these girls as opposed to their own agenda and their own egos or whatever. I mean, with you, it's all, you know, it's all about the girls and and you can quickly pick up on people who might not be in support of you. It's it's not because it's not good. It's because they have their own own agenda. Things that they want to do. I just... The mouthpieces, like you, you the mouthpieces. Yeah, the previously mouthpieces. mentioned, <laughs> the people who want to talk about it but don't want to do anything. But it's more personal. I will add, uh, when they're black. Oh, I'm sure. It, it, and that makes absolute sense. Because you're like, why? Like, are you why would my mom would want this? Yeah, yeah, like serious. you see the same things I'm seeing. Right. Why, why don't you want to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they said, go to your community, see how your raise this money through the community. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do not. Do business with programs. When the host of those houses go to your community to ask for help. Well, and and this is something that, that this model that you have is something that 
we would love to see 10 years from now it being duplicated across the country and you know and I, I have a feeling we're gonna have to do a part two because we can talk forever and talk and like, talk because there's so many awesome layers you are so dynamic and there's just yes this we're, we're gonna add when they oh, yeah. said reached out reach out to the community yeah. I reached out to you so one of the people did. I reached out and the universe brought me yep. so many wonderful people behind you that I met you and so forth and you know this you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't. Well, and, and yeah, I still remember our first meeting, and it well, you said it's divine intervention, and and I, I always have to say this: a couple of weeks before you approached me, I'd been praying for these girls. I swear to God, I was praying for these girls. Like, we need to figure this out, and um, and then you, you know, got in touch with me. I'm just like, you know, it's that uh, is so fun that way. It's just Isn't so it cool fun. when the pieces line up like that. Well, and the people who who. Yeah, when, when they're both praying for the same thing, you know, hoping to bring it together. And that's been what we've experienced with people who've come behind your work. And um, they don't they don't know, but you know, and they want to support you because they want to, they care about these girls. So it's all, it's all about that. And, and so when we start with, it's about the girls, it's about the children, you know, it's about making them all thrive as, as the special, unique, amazing people that they are, you know, they are, and they can be. Yeah. 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 So in closing, I suppose, um, since we'll definitely do a part two, as far as today and the stuff we talked about today, what's, what's the most important takeaway you want our, our part one, uh, listeners and watchers to, uh, to take away from this? It's a good question. <laughs> Bring it up. <laughs> you all are limiting America. You guys are limiting the black community. We are, and we could be, so much better if we gave what we what these kids deserve and looked at these babies the way they deserve to be looked at. We are losing as a society. And I because one day I'm gonna leave. I came, I come here, I live, and one day I'm gonna go back to the source in which I came. Yeah. And when I return, I hope that's a long time from now. But I want wherever I come from, say job well done. Mm-hmm. Job well done, my girl. And we need you know, your help. We'll put on the website um, ways that you can try to help out and, and you know, donating is it's gonna be a big one. Uh, where she's at right now is your Finalizing the, the business plan and just yes. getting everything all worked together. So, thank you. Touches. Thank you yeah. so much. I'm just going to oh. give you a big hug. <laughs> thank you for And for not being yeah. afraid. You know, I mean, I'm sure you still probably have those moments, but thank you for pushing through that fear. Yeah. Yeah. And fighting for, fighting for your community, our community, and yes. uh, seeing the value in kids who aren't told that they have value. Anyway, this has been wonderful. It's been great to uh, have another episode and have a special guest this time. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.